This is Bigger Pockets Daily, the no excuses everyday audio version of the world's number one real estate blog. I'm Tyler, and each day I read you short, digestible articles from biggerpockets.com. You can scroll through the catalog and see which titles catch your eye, or just make this a part of your daily ritual. We know you've heard it before. Cash flow is getting very hard to find. There's always long distance investing, but you may be thinking, I don't have a team, enough experience, or the market knowledge to get in. That's where you're wrong. And it's also where Rent to Retirement comes in. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest out of state with confidence. They've got single family, multifamily, new build, and syndication opportunities across multiple markets. They even have bird deals with immediate equity. Rent to Retirement helps investors learn how to build a bulletproof business plan with the best investment and tax strategies around to help you reach financial freedom through real estate. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems already in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Alert! Murky economic waters ahead. Here's How to Survive by Paul Moore The economy is booming right now. Few would argue with this fact. But there are storm clouds on the horizon. You can close your eyes and try to ignore the future, but that won't change what's coming. What's coming? I don't know. My crystal ball is broken. (laughs) But this overused quotation is quite true. Warren Buffett and Howard Marks affirm this. Here's what I do know. The Fed is printing cash like there's no tomorrow. I hope that's not literal. 
Inflation just skyrocketed to about 2.5 times the Fed's targeted rate in May 2020, and U.S. debt as a percentage of GDP, gross domestic product, is two to four times its historical level. Levels from 1966 to the end of 2007 ranged from about 30 to about 65 percent. The Q1 2021 level is over 127 percent. Let's drill down on just this last fact. According to my astute friend and podcaster, Jason Hartman, we are in big trouble. Hartman reminds us that the government has not only the debt-to-GDP problem, but also a massive albatross of unfunded liabilities, like Social Security, Medicare, military protection, and other programs, totaling many times our current debt. Hartman says there are only six ways for our government to get out of this hole. One, default, break its promises, highly unpopular and very unlikely. Two, raise taxes. Nope. They cannot raise taxes enough to get out of this mess. Three, yard sale. The U.S. sells off its assets to foreign countries to raise capital. Who would love to get their hands on our international ports, huh? Four, steal. Start a war. Take over other countries, or at least their assets. Napoleon did it. And perhaps we should too. (laughs) Or not. Five, innovate. Tech innovations in energy, biotech, and nanotech pull us out of the mire. Six, inflate. Devalue our dollar by printing more of it. This is almost certainly the best way out. It's been said that approximately 30% of all U.S. money ever printed was produced since COVID-19 hit. This is one of the greatest aspects of real estate investing. So I hope you'll check out the chart we have from M1 Money Supply at biggerpockets.com. But the economic and political turmoil in the United States can't be inflated away by monetary policy alone. The problems are way too complex at this point. So what's an investor to do? Real estate in general, and certain commercial real estate specifically, one, has a low correlation to the market, two, is defensive or non-cyclical, three, generates cash flow. Let's talk about each of these in a little more detail. Low correlation to the market. Who's up for a little quiz? Question. What happens to my investment portfolio value when Elon Musk tweets a sad face emoji? Answer. It could crash and burn. If I am steeped in cryptocurrency. But what happens to my real estate portfolio? Zero, zip, nada. My real estate consists of real assets with real cash flow. It is unconcerned about any celebrity's tweets or any other opinions. And real estate resides in an inefficient marketplace. That alone scares off a lot of investors, but this is one of the reasons I love real estate investing. Can you get a deal on Bitcoin? Can you find Apple stock on sale? How much are you able to improve the returns on your bond portfolio, hmm? Three questions with three now familiar answers. Zero. Zip. Nada. But real estate is entirely different. You can find deals. You can sniff out inefficiencies that create massive upside potential. The illustrations are too numerous to list here, and I've written a lot about this. Here are just a few examples. One. I just got off the phone with my friend and BP member Alex Jarbo. Alex is a real estate agent and investor in Asheville, North Carolina. 
He explained how he generates cash-on-cash returns of well over 50% annually by building cabins to lease on Airbnb and Verbo. By designing and building these cabins, he can create even more profits than buying an existing cabin. Though, that would work too. The inefficiencies of the real estate market allow him and his investors to make returns like this. Number two, my son can buy a piece of steep landlocked mountain land and figure out multiple ways to turn a profit on it. These may include timber, billboards, cell towers, solar, carbon credits, and leases to hunters and farmers. And he can subdivide lots to owner finance for profit. Some of these parcels sat on the market for years with no buyer. Number three, BP member A.J. Osborne was on the Bigger Pockets podcast in the summer of 2018. He explained how he acquired an old Super Kmart, sold off the parking lot for apartments, cut the building in half, and turned it into a beautiful self-storage facility while he was in a coma. He had about $2.5 million in cash plus $5 million in debt in the project, He turned over an offer of $26 million for the property while he was still being leased up. The inefficiency of real estate allowed for all these deals, and many more. And real estate's value is not tied to the mood on Wall Street, a rumored war in the Middle East, or a CEO scandal. Real estate has a low correlation to Wall Street's casinos. Defensive or non-cyclical? Well... I guess it's not all non-cyclical, but certain real estate assets are significantly defensive and counter-cyclical. Think about long-term leases on Amazon sorting facilities or triple net leases on CVS stores or 20-year cell tower leases. Solar leases are often 40 years and may have a built-in escalation clause. Who's up for a wind farm on their land? My firm invests in assets that tend to be counter-cyclical like mobile home parks and self-storage facilities. Self-storage revenues typically rise in troubled times. The four Ds, divorce, death, downsizing, and dislocation, drive increased occupancy and profits. Tenants are quite sticky and don't usually leave over rent hikes. Mobile home parks have a similar stickiness to them. This is the only asset class I know of that has increasing demand and decreasing supply every year. And there is a real affordable housing crisis. In tough times, those who can't pay their mobile home lot rent, typically a fraction of apartment rent, have few other options. They almost always pay their rent. Generates cash flow. Real estate is typically not that liquid, but the trade-off is a more stable and predictable cash flow stream. Think about the definition of real wealth. Real wealth is owning assets that produce a cash flow stream. Real estate does that so well I would say an income stream, but income is a financial concept. Income results in taxes, and real estate investors often avoid taxes for years on end. In some cases, forever. Have you studied Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant? He teaches investors to use money to make money, quadrant one. He also explains the estimated tax brackets for each quadrant. One, E equals employee, around 40%. Two, S equals self-employed, around 60%. 3. B equals business owner, around 20%. 4. I equals investor, around 0%. It's a beautiful thing. 
I've been a serial entrepreneur for decades. Before that, I worked at Ford with an engineering degree and an MBA. I started or was involved in quite a few businesses before I discovered real estate. Now that I'm on this track, I can't imagine doing anything else. I only wish I would have started sooner, for more reasons than I can list here. Howard Marx's classic, Mastering the Market Cycle, convinced me there will always be ups and downs as long as humans are involved in the investment process. So, we live with a constant expectation that markets will eventually move against us. Our firm chooses asset classes accordingly. Our favorite recession-resistant investments are self-storage, mobile home parks, RV parks, and senior and assisted living facilities. We also like a tiny chunk of real estate known as well-placed ATMs. But many other real estate classes, multifamily, single-family, and more, fall into these recession-resistant classifications too. All right, thanks for making this show a part of your hump day. You know what else happens every Wednesday? Bigger Pockets webinars. They're live and free. You can register at biggerpockets.com slash webinar. Plus, if you're a pro member, you get unlimited webinar replays. What are your plans tomorrow? Hopefully, they include another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. See you then.